territories this morning that will, will tag, take new territories. Um, uh, November, traditionally, is our Enterprise Development Month, but we're going to be speaking, you know, brother, this month beyond just enterprise development, as we usually we encourage ourselves uh, uh, to take up the challenge, to be enterprising, to take up the challenge, uh, uh, to see something new. Uh, so we're going to be, you know, sharing ourselves with the Word of God all through this month. This month, and this month promises to be a really powerful, powerful time. I want you to make up your mind not to miss any service, not to miss any service. We have, uh, for the first time, we're going to have an array of guest ministers just pouring out grace on us, uh, people with diverse experiences from different places who are going to be visiting us, uh, um, you know, in church all through this month. Starting from next Sunday, we're going to be having Pastor Agu Iruko, the senior pastor of Jesus House London, visit us next Sunday. And that's how it's going to be to the end of the month. We've probably never had a month like this before where, you know, we just yield our pulpit for other people uh, to speak in the course of the month, you know, severally back to back. So I'm looking forward to a great time. Uh, as God will uh, bless us mightily uh, this month. So I start with this new teaching series, uh, the first message in the series, which I also tag Take New Territories. Um, we're going to be reading from the book of Joshua, chapter 6, uh, from verse 1, I think, to 4. Joshua, chapter 6, from verse 1 to 4. Uh, before we read, I, I, I just, just to create a background again, that we're just taking our emphasis to the next level. Uh, we started uh, last month with the greatness curriculum and emphasizing the fact that in my DNA and your DNA, greatness is already coded. And uh, part of greatness is the ability to stretch and take new territories. So all through the Bible, you see God, when he is using anyone, uh, he, he, he never allows them to settle quickly or just, just get complacent or stay in one place. And so that's what we're examining this month, the fact that God is looking up to you to stretch. God is looking up to you uh, to refuse to be complacent and take new territories. Take new territories. Take new territories. So as we read from the book of Joshua, you need to understand that it's one thing for God to bring his people out of Egypt, which was Moses' assignment as the leader of the people. It's one thing for God to take them out of slavery. It's another thing for them to find relevance post-slavery. It's not anything difficult for God to take people out of the jaws of the devil. But finding relevance in God's kingdom is much more important to him. Which is why God would then raise another man by the name of Joshua and will instruct Joshua uh, to lead his people in the expedition to take new territories. And Joshua's assignment was to apportion territories to God's people. And like I was saying in the first service, I see myself this season more as like a Joshua who is apportioning territories to God's people. That's why you have to take things coming from here seriously. There's an apostolic dimension to this message. Apportioning territories. Yeah. And as you come into services, you're going to be picking your own by divine instruction. Yeah. Move in this direction. Do this. Take charge. You know, I, I, I mean, last month I was talking about the Father as we move into 2018. Every adult member of this church who currently does not own a piece of real estate must have a plan to do so in 2018. And if you already own, you must have a plan to own more. Because the Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything that's within it. Yeah. And that presupposes that it's not only talking about Lagos. Yeah. yeah. It's talking about Abuja, Potakot, Oweri, Enugu, Abelkuta, everywhere. And then when you are tired, the frontier is... Yeah. 
So he's talking about West Africa, East Africa, he's talking about Europe, America, Paris, you know, everywhere. New York, Singapore. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of our Chinese brothers here who are owning real estate. There's nothing stopping you from owning real estate in China. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you have something to drop, they give you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Abraham went everywhere. According to the greatness that have been coded into DNA, a great man cannot be hindered by national borders. Abraham went everywhere, and when he got there, God prospered him. Just as a show, to show us that the blessing of Abraham that is now on, the, on, on us as Gentiles, in Christ Jesus, according to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14, which I was quoting severally last month, to show us that that blessing cannot be limited by geographical boundaries. God took Abraham to places. And wherever he got to, he didn't only own real estate, he took over. Yeah. And then extends kingdom influence. Because it's not just to take over for taking over's sake. It's to prove that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still alive and well. Are you still with me today? Glory be to Jesus. And according to the word that God gave Abraham, then God started to prove himself over 400 years after Abraham. Close to 500 years after Abraham. Israel living in Egypt. 430 years in Egypt. Jacob was the one that went to Egypt. Between Abraham and Jacob was a, a, a distance of time. That's why I said it's over 500 years. Yeah. God was still insisting, according to the word that I spoke to my servant Abraham, I will give you the place that I've shown you. And that was... The premise for Joshua's assignment. Joshua uh, chapter 6, we read from verse 1. Joshua chapter 6 from verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. I'm going to come back to Jericho very soon. Said, I've given Jericho into your hand. It's kings and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams on before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the rams on, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go Every man straight before him. Glory be to Jesus. This was the instruction that God gave Joshua for the children of Israel to take over an allotted territory when something was standing in between them and the portion that God has given to them. Same way God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and, uh, and, and from, uh, from verse 2. Come out of your people, out of your kindred, and go to the place that I will show you. It's to show us that 
fulfillment of destiny is never localized. When I say that, I mean, I don't only mean a geographical location. I mean the, 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 the length and the breadth of the industry that you belong. The entire gamut of the value chain around a particular enterprise then gives you the opportunity to stretch and to extend yourself and take territories. Can somebody say with me today? Yeah. So the fulfillment of destiny is never localized. In Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14, God spoke to Abraham after the Lord was separated from him. He said, look not southward, eastward, westward. Yeah. He said, all this land that you can see, I'm going to give to you. Yeah, verse 15 there. He said, all this land that you can see, I'm going to give to you. For all the, the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. The fulfillment of destiny is never localized. God is always asking that we stretch, that we move. So taking new territories will require seeing and stretching. To require seeing and stretching. To take new territories, you need to be able to see, you need to be able to stretch. God is always demanding that we see and that we stretch. That we become introspective. That we, we stretch. That we engage the power of foresight. And stretch. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. I've been quoting that scripture also fairly regularly um, recently. I know the thoughts that I have for you. We're still speaking about it on Wednesday. I know the thoughts that I have for you. One translation says, I know the plans that I have for you. God is not thinking about how to transform your life. He already has a plan. Yeah. He already has a plan. He already has a plan. Somebody is here now, you're trusting God for somebody to marry. Is it when you start to pray that God will now say, okay, ah, person is not here, maybe somebody should conceive. How long would that take? I don't know if you understand, because that's how some people think. Yeah, you limit God so much. <laughs> if somebody is just going to conceive your husband or your wife now, you are, you are going to be old before the person is ready to marry you. I hope you understand. So, uh, we, we limit ourselves to the way humans think. God already has a plan. Is in charge, is in control of the universe. He has a plan. And I, he said, I know the plans that I have for you. The plans of good and not of evil. To give you a hope and a future. It's when you and I decide that we want to share part of his plans. So we will know how to move. That things start to sh- take shape. If somebody says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. Why not ask him to drop some of the thoughts in your mind? And that happens when you connect vitally with God in the place of prayer. That's why prayer cannot be something you talk about. That should be something you do. (laughs) The Bible says, who knows the the mind of of God except the spirit of God that is in him? It says, likewise, nobody knows the thought of a man except the spirit of man that is in him. Yeah. And the Bible says that... uh, 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 I had not seen, not here, heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man the things that God has proposed for those who love him. But he said, those things he has revealed to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep, deep things of the heart. Those things he has revealed to us by his spirit. You, you just need to be able to, you know, connect and then get, you know, get something out of it. Get something. You know, when, when, you, are, when you are receiving Revelation knowledge from God, it just changes the configuration of your heart. You are, you are going to be as peaceful, you know, 
No shaking, like we say. It's just peaceful. Peaceful. I was speaking at the Milan Center on Thursday. And I, you know, and I gave this, this example. I'm sure I've given it here before. About one time that God actually taught me about this peace that we're talking about. Peace that comes with superior information. Yeah, when you, when you tap into revelation knowledge. And this, I mean, let me just tell you a short story. I was preaching in Worry Delta State a few years ago, about three or four years ago. Uh, um, I think it was Pastor Tim that, that traveled with me on that trip. It was a Saturday. Flew in in the morning and leave in the afternoon because I had to be in church on Sunday like this. And everything was planned out. I got in around 9 a.m., left Lagos with the first flight, and um, I was going off to preach, maybe around 10, 10.30. I was supposed to just speak for one hour, bless the people, and be on my way back. We had a one o'clock flight to catch back to Lagos. Even the pastor was very afraid for me because he knew I was going to be a burden on him if I missed my flight. So as I was going up, he was telling me, Pastor, you know, even if you can't make up to one hour, just whatever is in your heart, just bless our people so that we can ship you back to the airport, you know, and all that. But as I was going up, I leaned back and I spoke to Pastor Tim and I said, can you call so-and-so person in Lagos? The airline that brought us, the same airline that was supposed to go back, wait. But they had gone to Lagos and they're going to come back. And I know the station manager in Lagos. I said, call him and ask if the return, our return leg is going to be on time and everything is okay. And then he went. And then he sent me a note to say that uh, uh, the man said, you know, they, they, they're going to experience a delay on that return leg. And that flight will not leave until about 3 p.m. So I had the information. By the time my PADN was giving me the information, Pastor Tim gave me the information, he didn't talk to the host pastor. So, as soon as I started preaching at 11, and I was supposed to end at 12. When it was 12, I started blessing the people. In fact, I think I even laid hands on people. And the pastor was signaling to me that, and I was telling him, relax. There's something I know that you don't know. I hope you're guessing what I'm saying. There's something I know that you don't know. There's superior information. I have it here. And it's authentic because the person in charge of the flight was the one that sent it. Yeah. So I took my time, preached very well, blessed the people, had lunch, and then went to the airport. And the flight came 3 p.m. By 3.30, we're airborne. Yeah, by 4, I was in Lagos on my way home. I mean, by 4, 4.30. Yeah. But, and when I got to the airport, I met people who complained. Well, I complained. Mean, yeah. Sister Teti, waiting for this flight. They didn't have access to superior information. Are you still with me today? That was the kind of life that Abraham lived. Abraham had superior information. Before God would destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, I went to meet Abraham. Can I do this and I will not talk to my friend Abraham? My friend Abraham. I love to share my mind with my friend Abraham. When you walk with God, you live a life of peace. The things that are agitating other people, that's when the Bible says, what the Bible says, when men say there's casting down, you will say there's a lifting up. Because there's something you are hearing. Yeah. You are on another frequency. Yeah. And you are hearing some things that other people are not hearing. I pray this new month, somebody here will start to receive superior information. Somebody here will gain unusual access to revelation knowledge. God will drop thoughts in your heart. Ideas in your heart. 
God will cause men and women to favor you with information. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. So taking new territories will require that you incline your ears to hear revelation knowledge. To understand what is ahead of you. That's the only way you're not going to be afraid of giants. Yeah. So you need to see. You need to stretch. You need to refuse to just be a normal human, which is normal human being is a creature of habit. We get used to where we are being. Yeah. We get used to where we are being. That was why God got angry with the people who left Egypt. They were thinking of going back to Egypt. They, they weren't willing to, to stretch or even engage their imagination to see the new places that God had in mind for them. And a small thing like this, they, they will start to complain. So you need to make up your mind. Don't be just a creature of habit. Don't sink into complacency. It's time to think about the bigger things with God. It's time to think about taking new territories. And it will come with seeing and stretching into the things that God has in mind for us. So there are giants in every promised land, but you are able to conquer them. Especially when you have access to superior information. You are able to conquer them. You are able to conquer them. So don't let your past experiences or burnout deprive you of God's blessings. Yeah. Don't let it deprive you of God's blessings. Taking new territories will require faith and a different spirit. Faith and a different spirit. Number uh, uh, 14 there and verse 24. The Bible talks about Joshua and Caleb. He said they had a different spirit. Numbers 14 and 24. They had a different spirit. A different spirit. A different spirit. Say, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, has followed me fully. I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. It's a different, a spirit, a can-do spirit. A spirit that will not take no for an answer. A spirit that will be willing to stretch and see something new and know that there's more with God than you have received. So you can become complacent with where you are. Glory be to Jesus. Now let's go back to now that you are willing to stretch. Yeah. The moment we start to, you know, be willing to stretch and all that, the next thing that comes before us is usually the Jericho. For somebody here today, Jericho may be a qualification that you need to have that you have been dancing around. Yeah. Somebody's Jericho may be a PhD. Another person's Jericho may be CFA. <laughs> Another person's Jericho may be ICANN. Maybe an Oracle certification or something like that. Just one Jericho. It's just there. You have been planning, planning. The only problem is that you never get a degree for planning to get a degree. <laughs> you have to get into class. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't get a certification for planning to get a certification. Yeah. To get into the promised land, there will be Jericho. There will be Jericho. And the kind of Jericho that confronted them, the kind of Jericho war that confronted the children of Israel, is the one that can be heavily intimidating. Heavily intimidating. Can, 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 can you put that up for me? Heavily intimidating. A strong war. Yeah. A strong war that they looked at and, I mean, uh, this, this, 
doesn't show it fully, but this is just something that at least looked like it a bit. The way they described the wall of Jericho, they said several horses can ride side by side on the roof of the wall. People actually made their homes in the wall, just in the wall. Rehab the Harlot lived inside the wall. Yeah. People actually lived inside the wall of Jericho. It's massive. It's, yeah. And when that kind of thing is confronting you, sometimes you get so overwhelmed. Somebody here listening to me this morning, your Jericho may be an indebtedness. It's been there for years now, servicing it, you know, just going around it. This thing will not leave you alone. And it's just there. And the situation is, you know, becoming much more intimidating. Much more intimidating. Somebody here may be just one unresolved issue. Unresolved marital issue that has just been there. It's Jericho. We can't move beyond it. It has placed a limit. You know, there's a point you get to in life, you say, when we are finished dealing with this, then we'll move forward. That's a Jericho. Yeah. Any situation that wants to constitute itself to be a wall of Jericho around your life this season, I believe there's more than enough grace in this house to break them down. And I see that grace coming upon your life. I said, I see that grace coming upon your life in the precious name of Jesus. Can you hear me ask your neighbor, what is your Jericho? Yeah. Because in different sizes, in different shades, we have stuff. But in dealing with Jericho, which is what stands between you and the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, Jericho is just a place that the children of Israel had to pass through. And the moment they heard about them, the Bible says Jericho was strictly shut down. I mean, they were willing to wait for as many days as possible. They stayed around Jericho for seven days. Nobody was going in or out of Jericho. Sometimes Jericho may be a government policy. Yeah. When they say, uh, uh, we're not issuing this license again, or we're not using this kind of approval again, or that was what they did in Jericho. They heard about them, they knew they were coming, they knew their God, you know, and all that. Boom! They shot everything against them. Yeah. And they were willing. Nobody went in or go out. Because of Israel, they made sure that nobody. So when they come up with a rule or policy and say, we have stopped, it's not, it may be because of one or two people, but everybody will suffer for it. Yeah, and sometimes you don't mind that everybody suffers for it. Just because they wanted to shut somebody out. It was just for Israel, they shut down Jericho completely. And for as long as they will be around the wall of Jericho, Jericho was completely shut down just because of them. Taking territories will require faith and a different spirit. Now, let's start to tidy this up. Lessons from Joshua and the fall of Jericho. Joshua chapter 5, Joshua chapter 6, we see the lessons there, and especially from where I read. Joshua chapter 6, from verse 1 down to about 4, you see how God gave instructions. The first thing that we will notice from here was that in taking Jericho, you need to understand that God's strategies will not always make human sense. God's strategies will not always make human sense. 
as they were going, Joshua already had men of war. They were willing to fight and bring down Jericho and fight real battle. But God said, that's not how this is going to happen. All I wanted to do is to get seven priests. Let them carry the ram horn as trumpet. Let them go ahead and the ark of the covenant will be behind them. And then all the people. And then you go every day. The first six days, just go around. Nobody should be saying anything. And then on the seventh day, you go seven times. And at the end of the seventh one, as you're doing the seventh one, you will. They will blow the trumpet and there shall be a loud shout. And then the world will come down. I mean, you can imagine if you have some training in strategy. If you have some training, like Joshua, what will come to your mind is that, what are we saying? What, what are they saying? I mean, what, what's all this? What's all this thing about uh, just roaming around like people who are mindless? <laughs> you know? But the truth is that God's strategy will not always make sense. Make normal human sense. The Bible says the things of the spirit uh, can only be spiritually discerned. A kind of man cannot understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. And in Isaiah chapter 55, when you read verse 8 and 9, it said, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are high above the heart, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. That's why we need to lean in the direction of his own thoughts if we want to really take new territories. Some people have tried to take territories, but if you try to do it in, with your own personal strategy, without consulting with the mind of God, you can't get this kind of victory. You can't get this kind of victory. So God's strategies will not always make human sense. Because God will not lean to the strategies of men. Secondly, victory will come by faith in God's word. Victory comes by faith in God's word. God's word about the situation. What has God put in your heart? What are you hearing? Which word are you standing on? Which, you know, proclamation are you standing on? Which word from the scriptures are you standing on? At the beginning of the service, we took a testimony from a sister who said she was holding on to a word that came from the altar that before mid-year, the particular issue was going to be resolved. And she believed it. And she said she, she held on to it to the last, 30th of June. Boom. She got a job. And that was what she had been waiting for. For some people here, especially if you are now empowered to the level where you are creating jobs, when people share testimony about getting a job, they can say, it's just one of those things, right? <laughs> but you don't know that that's, that's, that's somebody's life. Yeah. That's somebody's life. You were once at that point too. Glory be to Jesus. Victory will come by faith in God's word. Faith in God's word about the situation. God's word about this particular situation for Joshua. Joshua chapter uh, 6 and verse number 2. He said, I have given you Jericho. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's kings and the mighty men of valor. When God said, I've given you Jericho, Jericho is given. The wall of Jericho notwithstanding, Jericho is gone. Somebody say with me this morning. 
Yeah. That's why we need to, to seek to hear him and understand what he has in mind for us. Jericho is gone. So first I said, God's strategy will not always make human sense. Two, victory will come by faith in God's word about the situation. About the situation. If you're asking the question in your heart, so how do I hear God about the situation? Just go to the resource center and ask them for messages about hearing God, understanding the plans of God for your life. We have preached so many. The only problem with most of us is that we fill our hearts only with the things that are irrelevant to destiny. Yeah. If I ask some people now, which books have you read this year? Fiction novels. Yeah. Some of them are good and they're relevant, but if they are not pointing you in the right direction for destiny, you are just having fun. And you don't stroll to a goal. You don't stroll to achieve a goal. You are deliberate, you are intentional if it's about achieving destiny. Which is why you have to be sure that the aggregation of the ingredients that will take you there is what you are focused on. Yeah. There's a time to read to increase your vocabulary. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And to know what is going on around. But there's another way you read. There's uh, some of the materials that you read, some of the things you listen to, that they are geared towards opening up your spirit to be able to connect with God vitally. That's when you go one full week without reading the Bible at all, yet you are reading newspaper. All you are saying is, I want to be hearing from man, but not from God. Yeah. And whatever hearing from man can, you know, put in your hand, that's what you get. Somebody say with me today. I cannot hear your amen. <laughs> you must have a heart of worship and humility. That's the third thing. You must have a heart of worship and humility. A heart of worship and humility. A heart of worship and humility. That's another thing we see there. We can see there from how they took over Jericho. A heart of worship and humility. It started from uh, chapter 5 of Joshua. The book of Joshua chapter 5, when you read from verse 13, 14, and 15. 13, 14, and 15. Uh, uh, God brought Joshua to an awareness of his presence in the scheme of things. And brought him to the place of worship. So in Joshua chapter 15, uh, this, this was a precursor to Joshua hearing God about how they are going to take Jericho. The first thing that happened in Joshua chapter 5 from verse 13, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, See, when it comes, Joshua was ready for war. This is Jericho, we have to take it. He looked, he saw a man with sword, and he went to meet him. Are you for us or against us? Because we are ready. If they are against us, and if you're for us, join us so we can deal with them. That was simple. Yeah. Are you for us or our adversary? Verse 14. So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. It was an angel, commander of the army of God, said, I've come. Joshua fell on his face to the heart and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord army said to Joshua, Take your sandal of your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. 
Now, uh, uh, see, you then see from verse 1 of Genesis, uh, Joshua chapter 6, now Jericho was securely shut up. So, before they got into the downloading of how we're going to take Jericho, Joshua recognized that they had to step down in humility and worship God. And get to a place where you can then download the how. Did somebody say with me today? I said, did somebody say with me? Extremely important. Extremely important. You must have a heart of worship and humility. Even when God gave the strategy to say, all that I want is just for you to walk around and shout. It, 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 you know, it will take humility for you to agree and just do that. And say, ah, we have acquired weapons. Let's just try to bomb this war. God said, no, you don't need a bomb. Next is that God will use what you have to bring you to victory. All that God you know, required of them was to get ram horns, trumpets, priests, all those, the things that they had. Just, and the same way when you read, for instance, the story of Joseph, I mean, uh, um, story of David standing before Goliath, it was what he had. Stones and a sling. Stones and a sling. It was what he had that God used. In the story of feeding the 5,000, in John chapter 6, it was what was available. The, the launch pack of a young boy. That was what Jesus used. God can never be stranded. He has never been stranded before. He will not be stranded on your own case. Amen. What you have is what God wants to use. And you have to focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Somebody say with me today. You have to focus on what you have and not what you don't have. And lastly this morning, be prepared to fight at his say-so. Be prepared to fight at his say-so. Faith without works is dead. However, it is not fruitless fight. It is the good fight of faith based on what God has said. Based on precision. Joshua's job was to execute based on precision. The moment God says, let's go, we go. In the taking of Jericho, for the wall to come down, no fight, just walk. But when we get into Jericho, we have to fight. <laughs> so take over Jericho itself and walk through it. But God said, for the wall, I deal with the wall for you. You get in and do your bit. Somebody say with me today. And God wants to deal with us with some element of precision in, his, you know, in the instructions that he will give us. So in Exodus 25 and verse 40, lastly this morning, the Bible says here, and see to it that you make them according to the pattern which was shown you on the mountain. That was God speaking to Moses. According to the pattern which was shown you. When was the last time you sought God for a pattern? That you actually, you know, God, how should this thing be? How should this work out? Because any time we refuse to seek him in that manner, what happens is that we get into trouble. We get into struggles. If there's anyone listening to me this morning, you've tried to take a territory and you got into trouble. I decree over you this morning that that's the last time you will experience a limitation. As you hear God clearly and follow his instructions, I see God opening doors for you. You shall no longer be limited. I said you shall no longer be limited. 
and the creed and the grace that is upon this commission to take these ter- new territories rest upon everyone listening to me this morning. I cannot hear your amen. amen. I said I cannot hear your amen. amen. Before I pray this morning, I just want to encourage someone here. When this church started, the first time God told me about coming to the island part of Lagos, I didn't see myself as someone who could pass on the island. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need to trust God to overcome how you see yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't see yourself as somebody who can lead a particular company, who can raise an amount of money, someone who can, like I was telling you in the first service, the next time you have a meeting with a governor or they call you for a meeting at Asso Rock, don't sweat. They are human beings like you. The human beings like you. That's why as a pastor, I will never run around any politician. Yeah. You know, there are, there are men of God who, uh, they are in the state house today, they are with one governor tomorrow. For what? For what? They need instruction, they need direction. Yeah. They come to church and come and receive it. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Yeah. And when you become the governor or the senator, if you invite me, I only come to bless you. That's all. And I will never need a dime. Yeah. Off. Especially if, you know, some, they will package state money for you. You become an accomplice. Yeah. And, and people have not been paid salary. Yeah. Not all prophet offerings should be received. And you say, but this is where I'm going. Let me not digress. This is where I'm going because my time is up. Is that you need to shake off intimidation and harassment. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. God kept telling Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, be strong and be very courageous. It's time to take new territories. Somebody here needs to show up somewhere and demand for a facility. Go and demand. Yeah. Go and demand. You have worked on the proposal for too long. It's okay. Take it. Yeah. Just bless it and take it. Yeah. Bless it and take it. Yeah. Enough of dancing around the wall of Jericho. It's time to take new territories. Yeah. And I decree prophetically over this house that everyone under the influence of my voice this morning receives grace to take new territories. Yeah. Everyone joining this service online Whatever has limited you from stepping beyond a particular boundary. Whatever has limited you from stepping into the fullness of what God has in mind for you this season. Whether it's a qualification, is anything at all. I decree in the name of Jesus, receive an empowerment to go beyond it. Whatever you have been planning to do, this is the time to start to do. Receive grace to start to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said receive grace to start to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will no longer be intimidated. By anyone's face. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father we thank you. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Somebody is listening to me this morning. There are certain figures that have. You know. 
posted to you that you need to do certain things and the figure itself is intimidating you and harassing your mind. So one of the people I'm talking to this morning, yours is in, is in foreign currency. And it's, you can't sleep now because of that foreign currency, uh, um, whatever that you need. I speak to you by the Spirit of God. God is capacitating your heart and mind. And it's taking you beyond your limits. You will no longer be intimidated. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I don't know why God is drawing my heart to someone here. I'm going to share this story and just wrap this up. The first time I told my PA, after we had a a strategy session, and we said, this church, in the next maybe two years, this was about about six years ago. First year plan, we're going to need a landed property uh, because we believe that God is going to you know, increase us this way and da 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 da. And then I just told my PA, just con- contact people. They didn't just give us idea of what this, maybe anything between 10 and 15,000 square meters is going for around our area here. And they sent me, this was about five or six years ago, and they sent, and I was just saying, billion, billion. I just told him, file everything away. I don't even want to read because it was, at that time, it was too much for my mind. Yeah, it was disturbing me. And I hear, I, I hear my spirit, there's someone like that here now. One year later, I told my peer to bring everything back. This time around, I had enough courage to pray over them and say, this will come to pass. I don't know who you are today, but God knows you. Yeah. The same God that put faith in my heart, that season is putting faith in your heart. For someone here, very soon, your business will acquire a whole building. You may be looking right now and be saying, (laughs) how much is a whole building? And it's just too big for your mind. I decree today, that God is taking the limits of your mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will no longer be limited in your thinking. It's time to take territories. As you step out, my God will step out with you. As you show up, favor will show up for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Men and women that will execute God's counsel around your life, wherever they may be around the world. This season, God is tearing their heart. I said this season, God is tearing their heart. He's tearing their heart for your sake. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says it's the one that calls the ravenous bird from the east and the man that executes his cancer from a far country. I decree this morning that someone here, God is tearing the heart of men and women, things and resources from all around the world for your sake. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. I see someone's ability to hear God increase. You will hear him clearly. You will understand his ways and his will. In the precious name of Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus.